I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. And I'm Ian Dory from the Wolfpack Ninjas on American Ninja Warrior. We want to tell you a little bit about a great event that we're putting on to benefit the Children's Hospital of Colorado. We have a full-scale Ninja Warrior course for professional ninjas, but also for kids. We've got Megan Martin, Jesse Graff, Joe Moravsky, Jeff Britton, just to name a few. Come out April 29th and 30th to the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. With more than $30,000 cash and prizes. Check us out at wolfpackninjatour.com. Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. Chris Wolchowski and the National Ninja League. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Welcome back to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm here with Ian Dory. This is the Ninja Doc Noah Kaufman, and we've got a very special show for you today. Yo, 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 we're back. We're with Chris Wachowski. This guy is awesome. He's a legend. We have a lot to talk about with him and a couple really cool things you may not know about him concerning Vegas and AW. Chris is he's not only a legend like old school vet OG Ninja Warrior, but he's also an entrepreneur and he's basically co-founded or started the National Ninja League, which is this amazing uh, league that every every ninja basically is involved with. Uh, you know, everybody has a lot of respect for what these guys are doing and the sport they've put together. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, they go, they have competitions all over the country at gyms and it really is just a chance to not only bring the best ninjas together and see who's you know, on their game for Ninja Obstacle Course Racing. But it also is a chance for everyone to get together and hang out as a community and really grow that family into people who may not know about Ninja. And so if you haven't ever been to a National Ninja League competition, you should go check it out. It's a great chance to meet ninjas, get plugged into the community. You know, and there it is a competition, but it's a really friendly, great environment. And if you get the chance, go check it out. Yeah, most of the top ninjas show up at these events to compete to stay strong and you know keep their competition head together and so if you want to go learn from the best definitely go in and watch these guys and the cool thing is and we spoke about this with chris a little bit is that the wolfpack ninja tour and the national ninja league totally just feed each other and uh, you know we're not competitors or anything these are you know we are a racing based uh, league and they're a kind of a difficulty ninja warrior based league it's pretty cool yeah, there's definitely some fantastic synergy between us, and they just actually had their finals, and I saw a couple of videos. They had some amazing obstacles that I'd love to replicate in our tour, so... Yeah, it was incredible, and, you know, no spoilers here, it's already happened, but Drew Dreschel won, he took it down. It was their first international tour. We're going to talk about all this stuff with Chris. So just real quick, Chris is 27 years old, he's from Mount Laurel, New Jersey, so give it up. For uh, Chris Wolchewski, he's amazing. He's a gym owner, an entrepreneur. He's five foot ten, 175 pounds of pure muscle. Busts out 50 
pull-ups on demand. He's, he's an animal. He came out here and climbed with us. We'll talk about that a little bit. He stayed. He's a total bro. He and his brother, Brian Wolchelski, are some of the legends of the sport, aren't they? Absolutely. And we were just in L.A., no spoilers, like you were saying, but it was really fun to watch his brother run. They, they've got a talented family. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, here's a really little-known fact is there has been a Wilchowski brother at national finals in Vegas every year that they've had it. That's crazy. That's like, they're, they're, they, they don't really, like, flaunt that at all, but it's sort of just like they're the kings of Vegas, you know? I don't, I don't think there's anyone else I can think of that can make that claim. No, they're like the dominant brother duo. It's pretty rad. And, of course, they were on Team Ninja, and they're super fast. They're gym owners. You got to go check out their website, The Warrior Lab, um, and check out their gyms. They're opening new gyms. Uh, they're they're just really smart guys who are also very nice, very humble, and definitely a really important part of the community. And I've been looking forward to interviewing Chris Wolchelski for a long time, and it was cool to have you sit in and be there for the interview, Ian. Absolutely, and there's no no doubt in my mind, no wonder how he got the nickname, The Boss. Okay, well, before we jump into his interview, let's just recap a little bit, updates about the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. And, uh, you know, it's amazing, man. We can now say, you know, we've sold thousands of tickets and uh, the VIP tickets sold out. We had to uh, move the VIP catered event to a new room and now we have more VIP tickets. Been testing the course. It's amazing. We've got a full ninja course. It's crazy. I know. It's it's wild. Yeah, tons of planning is now coming you know, into reality. We have the course physically. We have it set up now. We have all the obstacles ready. You know, It's been so much fun playing and running on these things. I can't wait to set it up, let the kids play on it, but then also tune it up so that when the pros run on it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. I yeah. can't wait. This event's going to be unbelievable. We've raised a ton of money for Children's Hospital Colorado, so... That that's that makes me feel really good, you know. Like we're doing good in the world. These events are really hard to put on, and it's a lot of work. And who knows if this will be the first of many or the last? But it's gonna be it's gonna be a blowout event. It's gonna be incredible. Things are looking good for us to expand the tour and VIP tickets. You know, I mean, the ninja already the VIP. All the kids are signing up. They're choosing the ninjas that they want to have classes with. And not surprisingly, Jesse Graff's classes, Megan's classes, Joe Moravsky and Jeff Britton's <laughs> classes, pretty dang popular, I have to say. There's only a few slots left for those teachers. And it's just going to be great. And hopefully we'll see everybody out there. It's going to be unbelievable. Who's going to be the champion? Who's going to take home all this money? We've got $30,000 in cash and prizes. I have, I, that's a great question. I have no idea. I mean, it could be a dark horse for all we know. I mean, we're really opening it up to the public. So it could be some guy who's crazy strong who hasn't had a chance to run on A&W and just comes out and blows us away. Absolutely. Well, and as you'll hear in the interview, we want to encourage everybody who's doing the Wolfpack Ninja Tour to look into the National Ninja League events and sign up for one of those and, and get your competition on. Maybe, uh, you know, you can do a couple gyms that are participating and train before the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. And then likewise, if you're doing National Ninja League, you know, obviously listen to Chris in this interview and you should definitely get your cross train on and come out for the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. Absolutely. It's a perfect way to get plugged into the community, get some obstacles under your belt and meet some friends. So get out there and come to the Wolfpack Ninja Tour and also check out National Ninja League. Hey, Ian, you know one of the things that's going to be so cool about the Wolfpack Ninja Tour? It's our professional ninja timing and buzzer system. Yeah, that's right. Our system is from a company called NinjaWorks. 
These guys have an amazing product line designed specifically for ninja gyms and competitions. It includes a buzzer, timer, lighting effects, sound effects, smoke effects, everything really. Yeah, and you know the National Ninja League used the Ninja Works system this year for one of the finals, right? And I know that there are some great ninja gyms that have the Ninja Works system already installed. That's right. Yeah, we're super psyched to have Ninja Works as part of the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. Absolutely. And for any of you ninjas out there who have gyms or are opening gyms or know anybody who's opening a gym, definitely check out Ninja Works at ninjaworks.com. Yep. Yep, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Ba-bam! Wow, nice. <laughs> All right, well, let's get on with Chris Wilczelski. So, Chris Wilczelski, it is so great to have you on the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm good. It is great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we haven't seen you since uh, since the last time you came out. and you, you went climbing with us and we trained a little bit. It was fun. Yeah, no, it was pretty rad. It was a really great time. You guys are crazy strong out there. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I think you, you. you're the first person to come out and on-site the Wolfpack pegboard. Yeah, that was a really tough challenge. Um, it was a lot of fun, though. You made it look pretty easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a good one. It was definitely tough. It was definitely hard. <laughs> so how many pull-ups can you do these days? I know you do, like, insane numbers of pull-ups. Um, 50 pretty consistently uh, in a row, but um, I, I haven't really pressed for more than that, so who knows. That's a lot of pull-ups. That's, that's my personal record is 50, so good job. Nice. <laughs> I, I don't even want to talk about my personal record, but it's not even 40. <laughs> I've, done over, I've done over 30, though. Depends on what you want to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris, you've, done, you've been in the game for a long time. Tell us about your Ninja Warrior experience first. Oh man, I have I've I was having a conversation with uh, Mike Bernardo about this, and he thinks it's pretty funny because uh, because of my age, I'm kind of like young enough to be able to hang with some of the younger guys that are coming into it. But by seasons and number of years competing, I'm kind of old enough to be one of the grumpy old men in the game, like Bernardo. <laughs> yeah, well, it's and but you've also been overseas and competed in Vietnam. Yeah, I've competed um, overseas in Vietnam, and that was so cool because it, it really felt like the original Sasuke to me, uh, which is what me, got me and my brother Brian into competing in the first place. Uh, so that was a surreal experience. Was that course pretty cool? Yeah, it was like um, like it, it was like traveling back in time. It was like uh, they had like the um, the original like log drop, and then they had like the giant swing, and it, it just felt like one of the original Sasuke courses. Oh, that's so cool. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, you're you're a really strong, well-rounded athlete. You've got a, a great lower body and upper body game. Would you qualify yourself more as like a parkour guy, more as like an upper body specialist, like a bar guy, or how how would you qualify yourself? Uh that's a that's a really tough one um, because, but you know, parkour has always been a part of my you know training regimen, and I love just moving around. Um, but then I also do climbing training and spend a lot of time just drilling upper body stuff. I think I'm one of the few guys that actually loves to get in and get on like cliffhanger stuff. I think most guys kind of dread that and I get kind of get excited and amped up for it. Cool. Cool. I, you know, we were talking about this just when we were filming the last uh, show of Ninja Warrior. And I wanted to ask you, it, it can be really stressful to get up on the stage and perform for, you know, lights, camera, action and you know, try to bring the noise and complete all the obstacles on the show. 
what what attracts you to Ninja Warrior and, and Obstacle Course challenges? Is it being up on that stage and the attention or the community or fitness training? It, it, it seems like everyone's kind of got a, a, a different answer. Yeah, I think everybody's going to have a different reason for, you know, stepping up to that platform. Uh, for me, it's definitely not about the the fame or the notoriety. Um, if anything, I would prefer if there wasn't any of that. But uh, honestly, I really just love the challenge aspect of it. It's this impossible task um, that a group of people have kind of bonded together to try to take down. And just like the training behind it and the the like the the feelings that you get from like taking on this like impossible challenge um, and that, you know, eventually someday somebody's going to get it is, you know, I think it's a really powerful feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it kind of boils down to the communities that you are interacting with and the guys you train with. And I think those relationships that you build over the years have been, especially for me, just like really valuable and really fun to keep coming back and seeing everyone. And yeah, like you said, taking on this impossible course and trying to take it down with your friends is it's addicting. It's really, really fun. Yeah, ex you nailed it. Exactly. It's really fun. Yeah. So Chris, you know, it, it seems like you were able to take that love and put it into now you're one of the founders of the National Ninja League, right? Yeah, correct. Now tell us just for the fans out there who don't even who might not even know what that is. I mean, everybody knows what it is in the ninja community. <laughs> but what is the National Ninja League? Uh, so for somebody who doesn't know, I, I kind of describe it as like like with organized sports, you have like uh, gymnastics championships and tournaments and, you know, rec or sorry, soccer or basketball has like rec and AAU. Uh, basically, what we're doing with the National Ninja League is creating an organization that goes nationwide, um, eventually, gonna, hopefully worldwide, uh, where we help athletes, kids, adults get involved in you know this type of sport this type of obstacle course racing that's you know similar to ninja warrior and hopefully training people for ninja warrior um and kind of brings them together and gives them an organized way to do it um with things as, that go as far as you know uh national rankings and national championships and, and it's just like really cool to see how it's kind of grown yeah and you guys have been really successful i mean it's kind of what we talk about all the time and we've mentioned it on the show and talked about who you know got what place and it's kind of like the it's the league underneath the american ninja warrior it's like it's kind of like the sport that's kind of developed uh that the ninjas you know have really kind of developed and and who who did you found it with so i can't i initially had the had the idea um after pittsburgh qualifiers and what I did was I took the idea, I wrote up like a tentative business plan. Uh, it didn't even have a name at the time. Um, and then what I did was I reached out to each of what I saw as the original like gym owners, like some of the first guys in the country that were doing this and the guys that were doing it the best. And I reached out to each of those guys and there were 17 of those guys, um, well, 16, 17, including me. And uh, I said, look, I got this idea. I want to bring everybody together and make this happen. And, um, you know, one by one, the guys had, you know, said yes, they were on board. So I brought them into a group conversation on Facebook. And from there, uh, we started, you know, voting on, you know, what the rules were going to be, what the name was going to be, what the logo was going to be um, to kind of hammer out all these details. Well, it's really come together and it's, it's now grown into a, a significant kind of organization. Does it take up a lot of your time? Yeah, 
Um, it's tough because I have the, the gyms that I'm trying to run. And then um, I do the league uh, during the season. The league pretty much runs me full time because uh, there's a lot of stuff that uh, kind of goes into it. And right now, because it's still in its earlier stages, uh, the majority of the work kind of falls on my shoulders. Uh, we're not really at the stages yet where we can kind of have underlings that do the work um, <laughs> at this moment. Right. So you're an entrepreneur and we kind of know how that feels. We're, we're doing the <laughs> yeah. same thing with the Wolfpack Ninja Tour and people don't realize like putting on these events or these ninja community kind of based, you know, they're, they're kind of businesses because you can't like lose money. You can't hemorrhage money. Exactly. And if you want, if you want the sport to continue to grow, you need to make money and you need to keep producing profit so that it can grow and get bigger and better. And um, I definitely understand that. Yeah, no, it can, it continues to grow and get bigger. And now, do you guys have like a board structure? Um, yeah. So we have we have a board that uh, basically votes on all the like the rules. Like, um, it it, it can be anything. Um, like as like as far as the league structure, um, you know, goes. Uh, right now, the board is reviewing stuff for st- uh, stage, not stage, season three. And they're going to be voting on like the tough decisions, like, you know, uh, what type of rules do we want to add? What rules do we want to take away? What do we want to do about scheduling conflicts? Um, how are we going to promote this coming season? Um, and the board kind of discusses that. And I think with all the you know knowledge that we have from these gym owners, we usually come to a pretty solid decision. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And there's no doubt that that's a great way to to make decisions is based on a whole bunch of people's experience. So that's pretty cool. Is there one main decision maker? So for the day-to-day actions and stuff, the things that have to happen on the fly, that would be me. So like, you know, you're not going to vote on every single minute thing. So there are things that I step in and do the, you know, the end all decision, but usually what happens like the bigger overarching things we usually take to a vote. That is that is awesome. So real quick, we want to uh, acknowledge the fact that we just came off of an incredible, I, I guess we could say the most successful NNL championship ever, right? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we had uh, close to 150 competitors. We had international people. We had people fly in from Australia, Japan, Sweden, Netherlands, UK. They flew in from everywhere, and it was pretty pretty gnarly. Yeah, and you guys had some uh some superstars there right nagano was there i think yep nagano came out to watch which was unbelievable the guy that just has this aura about him like you know he is legend it's so cool the legend yeah so i i heard a little bit about the obstacles did nagano help you design some of the obstacles for the finals well, Nagano was definitely around in the gym like the uh, the days before, and it was really cool seeing him on everything and seeing him run through uh, through the course. And it, it was fun um, as like a super fan. It was fun just being able to train and run the same course and stuff as he was. It was pretty pretty gnarly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you guys get to kind of forerun. Yeah, so we have um, we pretty much have like uh, we call in testers to test you know, stage one, stage two, stage three. Right. So we have athletes who we know their kind of skill caliber to kind of test the obstacles individually. And then we usually set aside um, one or two strong athletes that can kind of like dry run the course in like a do it all, you know, one try, one shot. Cause we understand the importance and the difference between doing it, you know, after testing a bunch of times and doing it for your first time and linking it all together. It's a very different 
Yeah, like on site. Exactly. Yeah, you need you need an athlete there that's gonna have that's gonna t- attempt an on site. Right, right. And I, I have to ask. I, I I gotta talk to Drew just a little bit at when we were filming yesterday and the day before. So the ops the the obstacle that was taking a lot of people out. He was telling me that it was this bar slider that kind of reminded me of uh, the the last stage in Sasuke. Yep. The last obstacle in stage three at Sasuke was the bar slider, but it, you get all the way to the end. You have to make a big lache off of a bar that can go back and forth on this track. Tell, tell me what Drew did. I, he told me, but I want to I hear it again. I'm a little curious what your opinion is and what he did. I think it was incredibly smart. And um, I don't know if like uh, Drew had watched the, um, the Apex... Uh, qualifier because their NNL qualifier used that same obstacle, but you were able to go from a starting platform. And all the athletes that did this, you know, pipe slider obstacle from the starting platform, if they like went into a hang and shimmied the way down and then tried to dismount from a stop, they would fail. All the athletes that tried that method failed, and that's what was happening during the um, during the NNL finals. Is all the athletes were trying to shimmy their way down. And then create a dismount, and then they would fail. Uh, the only athletes that succeeded during the NNL qualifier would kind of run into it and jump, and then just use their momentum to kind of glide the bar and then drop off. So I don't know if Drew had seen that and kind of known that that was the way to do it, or if Drew's just unbelievably creative and just like, well, this is how it's going to work. But what Drew did was Drew um, got up to the pipe slider, and he didn't have a platform, but he had a rope there. And he used the rope to kind of generate a massive amount of backswing. And on the backswing, he brought the pipe with him and then just kind of flew backwards on the track as if he had ran into it and jumped into it. And he used that momentum to carry him to the landing platform. It really was ingenious. One of, one of the greatest moments I've seen in the sport. Yeah, and, and ultimately it paid off for him because Drew took it down. Congratulations to Drew Dreschel. Yeah, Drew, I think it's really cool. This is our second season of the NNL and both seasons the, you know, the last standing male was also the last standing male for the show the year before. So I think it's pretty pretty consistent. Now, and and in fairness, Jeff wasn't able to compete this year, huh? Jeff was not. Um he said that he really wanted to, but uh, it sounded like work had gotten in the way and he was traveling a lot. Uh, it would have been really nice to see uh, how Jeff could have done on that course. Yeah, he's joined ATS, I guess, now. We saw him last night all uh, yeah. dressed in black. Now he's on the dark side. He's yeah. making uh, obstacles against ninjas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now he's trying to take us out. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. But as we know, Jeff is one of the nicest guys out there. He's awesome. Awesome. No, without a doubt. Um, there's There's probably not a ninja that's nicer than Jeff out there. So real quick, let's go through the um, – you know, the overall standings first, let's talk about, I mean, we know Drew won it, but uh, for women in uh, fifth place was Barkley, uh, Sparkly Barkley. <laughs> yep. And then uh, Mei Ling Huang. And correct me if I do any of these names in injustice. Mei Ling was, uh, Mei Ling and McKinley was a really tight one, um, too. I don't know if you got to see the times, but it was split by like a tenth of a second. Like it was, wow. it was close. Yeah, it was a close one. So McKinley Pierce, she took third. Yep. And then Rachel Brown took second, and Alyssa Beard won it. Yeah, Alyssa Beard got first. Not, not surprising because Alyssa is a very strong athlete. Sure, sure. What was surprising is that uh, Jesse Lebrecht, uh did not place in the top five. Uh, that was a shocker. Right, because she's been so dominant in these competitions, even against like men doing obstacles 
that the men aren't doing. Yeah, yeah. She uh, in one of the first NNLs that she did, she actually took out. Uh, she won first place overall against like you know A and W veterans, like guys, strong guys. Um, not to throw Naj under the bus, but Naj Richardson was there. Mike Bernardo was there, and Jess <laughs> right. beat all of them. Nice. <laughs> Time to time to step up your game, boys. Well, that's just competition, you know. Some days you do really well, and other days you come out and you, you know, make you know, make a mistake, and you're out. It's like you can be that quick. So exactly, that's ninja. But uh, that day, it was definitely Jesse's day because she went out there and dominated. Yeah, it's usually the best athlete that day, you know, because everyone yeah. is so talented. <clears throat> yeah, it's tricky. So, so for the men now, Mike McKenzie. Was you know one of, was fifth place? No, no big surprise. I'm a great athlete. Todd Bourgeois, amazing. Yep. Uh, I t- is that wrong? Is it Borghese or is it? I didn't want to say anything because I'm not sure. I'm uh, if you watch my Ninja Lab recaps of the NNL events, you you'll notice that I always butcher the names. Right, and then right. It's correct what? me in the comments. <laughs> it's hard sometimes. You almost have to like ask for phonetic spellings. But so Todd, we're sorry if we bu- butchered your name. Uh, Hunter, Hunter Gerard, Gerard. Yep. Mars Alexander. Yeah. Mars was actually an international athlete. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So cool for him to come over here and show his stuff and, uh, and almost take it down. I mean, he almost won. Yeah. It would have been pretty gnarly if like, you know, this NNL's winner was an international athlete. It, it would have been pretty crazy. Do you guys follow his Instagram? I think it's called universal athlete. Yeah, I do. He does some pretty insane stuff. He's an amazing athlete. It's fantastic to watch his videos. He's he's an animal. It's crazy yeah, what no, he does. Without a doubt, he's definitely he he's something special. So here's what I think is one of the coolest things about the NNL. Besides the fact that it brings the community together, it's all the gyms are involved, like everybody can do it and it's just growing like gangbusters. What I love is the youth component that there's now a youth series, right? Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so that, this season was our first season doing it. Uh, and really the idea was, okay, like the first season was meant to kind of work out all the kinks so right. that we had it primed for the youth season. So uh, we had a bunch of youth comps and the turnout at the finals was actually almost uh, greater than the turnout for the adults. Like these kids are dedicated to it and they are super talented. They're so good. <laughs> no, I mean – it may- it makes sense. The kids, like we love Ninja, we love obstacles, but the kids really love Ninja, you know? They embody it heart and soul. It's like, no, it's without awesome. a doubt. The uh, stage two for the uh, for the preteens, um, so that age group is 9 to 12, uh, they had an obstacle that uh, basically would have taken out like 50% of the adult comp, uh, if you had like an adult comp running. And these these kids got it like a lot of these kids made it through and it was just unbelievable what they're capable of. Yeah. You know, these are the future top ninjas and they're probably going to make all of us look like, you know, there's going to be a ton of little Jeff Britons and Isaacs running around. (laughs) Exactly. I do not want to be competing. That happens. (laughs) Just to let people know how difficult the competition level was. So first, anybody can do this. So it's not like Ninja where people are handpicked for TV show and kind of groomed. This is like almost in a way a a more serious – well, not almost in a way. I mean this is like definitely a legit more serious sport competition. And um, so like in eighth place on stage three was Joe Moravsky. Tenth place, Jake Murray. I mean just these incredible athletes who you know maybe didn't have the absolute best day – 
And, uh, you know, there were guys in, in front of them who maybe some of them have never been on the, on the show. You know, Zach Day took sixth place. Um, and then if you look at stage two, you know, I mean, Dan Polizzi, a great athlete, you know, he, he, uh, he didn't, he didn't advance. And so it, it's just very interesting. You know, Jamie Ron didn't advance. David Kavanaugh, all these, all these great ninjas. And so it shows you the level of, of competition. And, you know, obviously this is nothing, this is nothing bad. You know, that's part of our sport is only so many people can advance. There's people like we've been talking about who have good days and bad days. And on another day, Jamie Ron is a guy who could have won this whole thing, right? Yeah, no, it's just respect to the athletes, honestly. I mean, there's been times where I've gotten on the podium, you know, second place and then the next time I, I compete, I don't even make the the qualifying round. It's like, that's just competition. And some people that day are just on fire and you come out and make a mistake and they, they blow you away. That's just, that's the beauty of being an athlete, you know? Yeah, it's that, uh, it's that any given day mentality. So we were, we've been asked a couple times, oh, you know, Wolfpack Ninja Tour, this looks great. You guys are going to be racing. Is this a part of the National Ninja League? <laughs> it's funny because I instantly want to be like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, we want to, you know, it's, and it's funny, but really it's kind of like something that we're growing up uh, separately. But ultimately, and we've talked about this, you know, we're, we want to have like collaborations and whatnot. But it's so early in the game. It's interesting. We're it's like we're kind of right now just starting. We haven't even had our first event. It's interesting to see all the way all these different ninja born activities are growing. Now, what do you think about some of the other ones like Alpha Alpha Warrior? I think Kevin Bull has a a Pitfall League. Uh, there's the UNAA that kind of does more like these fit expos. What's your thoughts on just all the different? places where ninja is growing i think that it's uh it's awesome i think it's only going to help to continue to grow the sport i think the competition is good i think it helps keep us on our toes and i think it helps get more people involved because if you know if somebody does a unaa event or um an alpha warrior event and really likes it you know they might look to do more in a different you know method and they might say oh there's the ninja league too maybe i'll try some of those so it's just going to continue to grow the sport and make it more legitimate. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And that's really kind of, you know, it's such a big uh, sandbox, so to speak, that we just want as many people doing, enjoying our sport and learning the lessons that we've learned, the camaraderie, helping each other, the focus on health and dedication to self-improvement. And I think we're all kind of in that. Uh, and it's just like uh, when we're on the show. Of course, you know, we want to do well. Uh, but at the same time, we want to see all of our friends and everybody else who's in the community really succeed and do very well. Yeah, I think one of my favorite parts from this uh, season was the teams that went from event to event. And it was these group of kids that had been training together at a particular gym and they would go, you know, rep the gym shirt and go to these comps and like cheer each other on. And like the support was just incredible. That is so cool. Yeah. And, you know, we want to see more of that. And that's a it's kind of like in the DNA of our sport. And you know, Ninja never really planned that American Ninja Warrior. They just kind of latched onto it when they saw how positive we were and how we all, you know, would go out afterwards and have fun and talk about and share information that might help someone who might take, you know, take the your spot in Vegas, you know, but you would still you would still share it. And, and there's just a, a, a kind of like an honor there, like a nobility there. 
Yeah, there's definitely like some uh, honor of nobility, whatever you want to call it. It's like, you know, like you said, there's, you know, you're giving advice a lot of times to your competition, which is like unheard of in other sports. Like that just wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, I mean, in climbing competitions, I would agree. But I mean, in the climbing community, I think it's it's very similar when you're outside bouldering together. There's this camaraderie and sharing of information, free flow of beta and uh, experiences that you want you know, other people to have. And But yeah, in, in like the World Cup circuit... The Germans are not going to give me beta. <laughs> and just for everybody out there who's not a hardcore climber like like Ian, uh, beta is the way to do something. It's the technique. It's the it's like the the skinny on it. The so like, secret. Yeah, like so like the when, way I can climb is with good beta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we were we. I remember. I'll never forget the first year when I went to Vegas and they had a climbing wall. And you know how all the no- the the ninjas go up and look at the obstacles from the fence and stuff. So I zoomed in on the climbing wall with my phone, took a picture, and then I drew the climbing wall out on a piece of paper. And I said, "Okay, look, you want to go from this hold to this hold to this hold to this hold." And I showed it to like I think I showed it to Drew and Kevin, and a couple other people, and and everybody was like, "Wait." You you know which holds to use and which ones to go to. I'm like, yeah, the, yeah, the, this, these ones are jugs. They're gonna be better. You know, you want to skip these ones over here. You know, they're gonna be they're not gonna be as good. This one looks good, but it's actually not as good. So it's funny. And the ninjas already <laughs> are always doing that. And of course, we just share the information because you you want the you know you don't want to win by some kind of like default. You want to win because you beat the guy who was at his top form and doing his best as well, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Chris, if people want to get into the National Ninja League, if they want to participate, they want to, uh, you know, join in, how, how do they do that? Or what's the best way for people to check out the National Ninja League? So, if you're looking to compete in the National Ninja League, uh, you want to go to nationalninja.com and right on the homepage, uh, there's a link that says like stay up to date or something of that nature, maybe or like find season two info. You want to click on that and sign up for an email list uh, because when the schedule comes out, as soon as we know, we're going to post it to theirs. Uh, so that's definitely the best way to compete. Um, if you're interested in just kind of watching the action and seeing how guys like Joe and Jamie or Drew do competing uh, during the off season, uh, we do uh, videos on our YouTube channel, which is National Ninja League. They kind of recap all the events and kind of cover, you know, what transpired, how the top athletes did and preview the next event, stuff like that. So those would probably be the two best. And then obviously Facebook and Instagram, we have National Ninja League as well. And it's just one word. If people wanted to follow you on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, you have those accounts? Uh, yep. Yeah. For those, uh, for Instagram and Twitter, you just type in National Ninja League, um, no spaces. Uh, for Facebook, uh, you can space it out and you'd still get it. That's cool. That's cool. Well, we definitely follow. Obviously, we follow along and look uh, and, and watch what's going on. The National Ninja League is growing, but it's definitely more heavily favored and prevalent in certain states. And so it's easier to, you know, for example, if you're at Apex in NorCal, you're going to have NNL events and you don't have to go very far. But, you know, sometimes it's it's not as easy if you're in states that are a little bit underrepresented um, but that's that's going to change, or yeah. So the the tough part about running the the Ninja League is uh, we're very strict on what gyms we take and what gyms we don't take. 
Uh, we want to make sure to maintain quality uh, throughout. We want to make sure that the events that people are attending uh, that have the National Ninja League name uh, are run really well. The rules are followed to a T. And we want to make sure that it's a you know relatively safe experience. I mean, obviously, anything can happen with Ninja, uh, but we want to make sure that the facility is as safe as it can be for these events. Absolutely. So there's a lot of gyms um, that have come to us from some of these states that may not have one that we've turned down uh, just because we felt they weren't ready to host an NNL event. And it's tough for us because we want everybody to be a part of it. So we definitely do reach out to these gyms and kind of help them build and grow and let them know, you know, what we didn't see that we were looking for um, so that they can kind of, you know, build themselves up to an NNL quality and caliber gym. But right now, we're, we are, well, forever, we won't just take anybody. We only take the best of the best. Well, that makes sense. And, you know, the NNL leagues right now are obviously um, more of a difficulty uh, kind of league, agility, difficulty. You know, it seems natural, though, maybe at some point in the future to combine racing or something, which is kind of what, what we've been doing a little bit, what, what we're experimenting with, with uh, Wolfpack Ninja Tour. So maybe there's a collaboration down down the road because we love what what y'all are doing and want to see it grow. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what you guys put together for the, uh, for the Wolfpack tour. I've been watching the posts and it, it, the hype level seems really, really there. So I'm pretty excited to see what can happen and uh, definitely want to keep open the possibility of doing something together with some type of racing because that's definitely one of the most exciting new aspects of the sport. Yeah. And we, we all do team, uh, team Ninja Warrior and that is just, Super, super fun. And, you know, I mean, you've been out there racing and it's just like, it's insanity. And it kind of pushes everybody to to really commit because there's no like, take your time. A lot of times mentally on the course, if you pause, you can like disrupt your kind of flow state. Team Ninja seems to put you right into this flow state. And it's, it's just kind of crazy. Has that been your experience? Yeah, I mean, as a parkour athlete, I love it because it gives me the opportunity to just flow across obstacles, which is, you know, really my bread and butter. So uh, I I definitely, you know, really enjoy going out and competing on team. Yeah, Team Ninja is awesome. I love it. It's so much fun. And I guess we should probably mention it is now gone to uh, USA. Oh, yeah, that's right. U- so yeah, it's USA network. channel instead of Esquire channel. So that's going to open up a lot more uh viewers i think with the possibility of seeing it and uh you know i was talking with one of the one of the staff and producers of american ninja warrior i'm not you know i'm i'm not going to say who but they were saying that they thought they thought it was going to go to a nighttime shoot and then they thought ultimately it was going to go to nbc yeah and so that's kind of exciting isn't that isn't that neat it's exciting. I'd be a little nervous to run that fast at night. Um, I'm yeah. a little groggy in the evening, but the uh, but yeah, yeah. But the <laughs> the fact that it's going then could potentially go to NBC would be uh, pretty exciting. The the viewership, I think, I think the American people would really love that. Yeah, it's incredible. And you know, this is pretty interesting too. There's a lead in the show that they're going to have right before American Ninja Warrior. Did you hear what it was? It's like WWE. Or it's WWE, which has these huge ratings. It has millions of viewers. Pretty amazing. I mean, so it might be like people stick around, see, see what Team Ninja is all about. So it might be great for, like you said, that aspect of the sport. Because like all sports, it's kind of now becoming, uh, it's kind of subspecialized. There's racing, there's difficulty. It's just very interesting. 
Yeah, the growth and development is uh, somewhat unreal. I definitely could not have predicted it when I joined up, you know, doing the show when it was back on the G4 network. Uh, I could not have seen that it was going to go to this level. Yeah, now it's Emmy nominated. It's They're doing such a great job with American Ninja Warrior. It, it is, it's unbelievable. Yeah, my hat is off to the producers that, you know, put this together because like every year they impress me with the ratings and how well it's gotten and it's it's just really cool. Yeah, they're 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 doing a fantastic job. I wanted to tell everybody out there a, a really awesome Chris Wilczewski story. So uh, Chris came out and, you know, hung out with us, stayed a little bit. He was on this awesome road trip, taking time, you and your lady. And it was such a it was such a fun experience and good time. And we're like, hey, Chris, come climbing with us into the mountains. And so, of course, you, know, you came up to this beautiful spot. And uh, where did we go? Chaos, right? Yeah, Chaos and Emerald. Emerald, right. So up into Rocky Mountain National Park and all the climbers, we were trying this really, really hard climb. Uh, and The kind. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, the Well, Whispers oh, of oh, Wisdom. Whispers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is like this ultra hard V10, probably like V11. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I got to say that Megan Martin has done it. <laughs> so it was pretty impressive. But... But, uh, you know, we were doing it and you were not afraid at all. You were like, I'm going to jump on this and give it my best. And this is like a really hard outdoor obstacle. And it was unbelievable. You were making moves on this double digit boulder prompt. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, they were like one move at a time, but yeah. That's how you, that's how you do anything. One move at a time. Everything is one. That's how you climb B15, one move at a time. It was really impressive, Chris, and it just showed us, you know, how strong of a mind you have and and why you do so well on American Ninja Warrior. You know, I mean, you're not just like another competitor. You're always one of the top guys uh, along with your brother. And so it's just and it's cool to see a brotherly duo on the show, you know, because there's not too many brothers on the show. There have been others, but it's just it's really neat. It's really neat. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I was talking to him about it last year, and there's ever since there's been like an American Ninja Warrior Vegas, there's always been a Wachowski uh, that's been competing there. That's, oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. That's like a dominant family. That's like a family dynasty. It is totally. Yeah. I don't know if any other – I like positive no other family can say that. So. No. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah. So and now, you know, we can't talk about what happened, but we were at the L.A. filming last night and uh, your your brother was running. And so that was pretty cool to see to pre- pretty cool to see Brian running. And and he looks super fit. Now, you weren't running there last night. Are you going to be running in a different city? Yeah, um, I wasn't able to be out there for Los Angeles, but I'm uh, I'm hoping for uh, for Cleveland. Um, it's one of the later cities. Uh, it gives me a little more time to get back in shape. Uh, but I'm hoping to be competing out there with a lot of my North e- Northeast brothers and sisters. Well, very cool. You know, let's uh, let's remind everybody, go to National Ninja League. Just National Ninja. NationalNinja.com. NationalNinja.com. Get over there. And it says stay up to date. Click on that button. We just looked it up. Yeah, we'll have a link. Uh, and, and go sign up and, and get you some ninja competition. You know, it's a great way to get into the sport. Uh, it's, it's really growing. It's a lot of fun. And it's not like you have to be one of the top guys to do it. Isn't that right, Chris? No, you definitely have all types of athletes. And sometimes it's not even a top athlete that wins. Uh, there's been comps where Drew goes out on the second obstacle. Like it's, you know, that type of sport. 
And that's part of being a ninja. That's part of accomplishing anything in life is you got to be able to pick yourself up and you got to be able to, to really, you know, let go of all these negative feelings and bounce back from uh, defeat because we all, we all suffer defeat. Yeah. It's a great way to get plugged into the community. You know, ninja is just such an awesome family of people. So if you go to one of these competitions, you're going to definitely meet some motivated individuals that are like-minded and uh, yeah, join the family. Yeah, and they're all super helpful. So if it's your first time, like, you know, don't be afraid to tell them and they'll be happy to help, you know, give you advice on the course and, you know, walk you through what to do and things of that nature. Yeah, well, Chris, it was, it's, it's been so great having you on the show. Uh, you know, we are big fans of you personally. And then, of course, everything you're doing with the National Ninja League. It's going to be exciting. You know, obviously, all the ninjas out there, they can compete in in all of these leagues and, you know, just keep we're just providing more year-round opportunities for ninjas to improve. And right now, National Ninja has competitions every you know everywhere you go, everywhere you look. So yeah. it's really wonderful. It's actually funny that you bring that up because I have like uh, close friends and people that come up to me, and they like they'll tell me like, "Oh, I wasn't sure about doing this comp, you know, because like you know you run the league, and you know, I don't want to hurt our friendship." And I'm like, no, guys, go go do all the comps, do more comps. It's great that there's so many opportunities. Go fly out and do the Wolfpack tour, like you know, do all of these. It's so cool that you guys have them. Don't feel like you need to, you know, choose one just because you like me. <laughs> yeah, no, and we feel the same way. I mean, we direct people to comps all the time, and we've got the, you know, the resources on the website, and uh, so it's really just a neat part of the community that wasn't there when I started doing Ninja. I mean, certainly. Chris, when you started a long time before me and Ian, yeah, it's it's just cool to see how it's grown. So thank you so much for starting the National Ninja League. Well, you are welcome, and thank you for for having me and you know doing the Wolfpack tour stuff. It's uh, it's just going to keep growing the sport. Thank you so much, Chris. You're an awesome guy. Yeah, it's good to have you on the show. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Chris Wolchowski, man, what a great guy. Yeah, fantastic interview. Yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to say. I think this was one of those cool interviews where. We, we heard a lot about what he was doing and not necessarily as much of his uh, story. We got into it a little bit and we heard, talked about Ninja. We talked about a lot of things, but a lot of, a lot of National Ninja League talk. And I think it's fair to say that National Ninja League is growing. I think the Youth League is super cool. The international prospects are really cool. And uh, I, it sounds like there's some real synergy and we may be working together uh, sooner than we think. Yeah, that would be awesome to uh, to work together. And I'm you know, we didn't really touch on it that much, so maybe we'll have to bring him back on. But they were talking about global expansion, and I would love to hear more about what they're thinking and where they might go. And that, that's a whole nother conversation. But Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important that everybody understands that as entrepreneurs, and we're social entrepreneurs, we look at all of these ninja-based companies as allies. And we're all working together to educate the market, to, to spread the love, to bring more people into the ninja community and to inspire our kids and plant seeds of greatness and talk about health and, and whatnot. So we want to give a big shout out to Alpha Warrior, to, to Kevin Bull's Pitfall League, to the UNAA, to, to Ninja Works, to all these ninja-based companies that are, that are coming up, Three Ball Climbing. I mean, all these companies are a real meaningful part of the ninja culture and uh, we're all working together to make the world a happier, healthier place and bring ninja to the masses. 
Absolutely. I think it's going to take all of us to educate the market, all these various companies that are going out and attacking different uh, uh, portions of the market. You know, if we can all work together and educate people and get people psyched about Ninja, then I think in the future we'll be successful. It's, it's not going to just take the wolf pack. It's going to be everyone working together to make this happen. Yeah, and the wolf pack even is expanding. I mean, now instead of just Brian, Ian, Megan, and Noah, we're expanding and, and a lot of people are now coming on board. Jesse Graff, Jeff Britton, Ryan Stratus. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Travis Brewer, Nicholas Coolridge, Jennifer Tavernier, Flip yep. Rodriguez. Flip, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know I'm missing people, but we, you know, we've got so many people. JJ. Yeah, uh, I, I mean Jesse LaFleur. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. There's so many awesome uh, you know, ninjas, guys and gals who've come into the Wolfpack team and have helped us to expand the brand and uh it's only gonna grow from here. I mean there's so many more ninjas that we wanna take in and, and uh take into the pack, you know? Oh absolutely. Well, very cool. Uh let's do some quick tips. Uh, my tip is for competition, since we've been talking about National Ninja League and Wolfpack Ninja Tour and how you can get ready for competition. Now, we all have nerves before competition. And sometimes nerves even are worse if you've trained really hard and you know that this is your shot. This is your big shot. If it's only one shot and then you're done, it can be really frustrating. That's part of the reason why in the Wolfpack Ninja Tour, we've got at least three tries that you can run the pro course to, to get the best time possible. And then it's double elimination head-to-head racing. So you could come back from the loser's bracket all the way. But what I want to talk about is when you step up to that starting line and you're nervous. Being nervous is normal. It's your body getting ready for action. What I recommend and what I like to do is I like to think of my boy or I like to think of somebody super important in my life, family, you know, mom or dad or my wife, anybody. And that just brings a, a smile to my face and kind of grounds me. And I realize, you know what? This isn't, you know, I'm here to have fun. This isn't like the end of the world if I if I mess up. And it's not the most important thing ever either because I've got my family who I want to, you know, hang out with. And so I try and get some mental control and some peace through that. Yeah, that's great advice. It's really hard to calm, calm your nerves. And I do something very similar. You know, I have a little mantra that I like to... Yeah, I have a mantra that I like to recite before I start to run, and it, it incorporates my family. I think about my little boy and my wife, and that really helps me to calm down and remember you know, to do my best and not try uh, too hard, but just hard enough that uh, I'm not going to burn out too quick. But my tip is more strategic. So when I am wanting to attack an obstacle course or a climb or anything really, I like to come up with various strategies for every single obstacle. So if there's six obstacles that I need to conquer, you know, in that time limit that they give you to to conquer it, I I look at each individual obstacle. I come up with two to three different variations that I could that I could do while I'm in the middle of the obstacle. That way when I get up there and the pressure's on, I don't just have one strategy. I have two and three in the back of my mind so that if in the midst of doing that obstacle, I need to change it up on the fly. I already have something in mind, and usually, you know, I can make those adjustments on the fly. So, just something to think about when you're looking at an obstacle course or a rock climb or even, you know, a parkour course. It's uh, it'll help out. Yeah, I think that's really good advice, and uh, it's important to really think technically and strategically. You don't want to just get up there without a plan. I think that everybody out there do these competitions, National Ninja League, UNAA, all these competitions. Obviously, Wolfpack Ninja Tour, it's coming at you April 29th and 30th. 
Go to wolfpackninjatour.com to see videos of the course that's been developed, to see videos of kids doing some obstacles. It's going to be really fun. It's basically made for kids. We've been going to schools and getting an incredible response, talking to these kids about health, about what it takes to be a ninja, and these kids are freaking out. And now we have a, a ninja course for kids, Ian. Oh, it's fantastic. And April 29th and 30th is just around the corner. And if you want a VIP ticket, you better buy it now. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to go by quick. It, it could be like this week or next week they sell out. Yeah, they could be. They could be gone. And then we won't have any more. So don't miss out if you want that experience. You want to meet Jeff Britton or any of those famous ninjas in person at a dinner. So it's like once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, yeah, honestly. it's going to be amazing. Well, please help us out and spread the word about the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. We would love to have a sold-out event. We've got 6,000 seats in the Magnus Arena. Denver is not that far. You should really come out. It's going to be an incredible event. Yeah, that's about it. Let's wrap up the podcast. Ian, I've got great news. We have Chris Sharma, the ultimate climber ninja. Uh, nice. We've got a two-part podcast coming up, probably not uh, not next week, but the week after, maybe first week in April. Tell all your climber buddies, everybody knows Chris Sharma, and he had a really incredible interview with some of the most wisdom I've ever heard in a podcast, uh, not only about climbing, but about life, even about ninja and stuff. We talk ninja and some really interesting uh, questions and answers, and Chris is the man. Oh, absolutely. He's been my superhero forever. So I, when I was a kid, that's who I watched, Chris Sharma. That's how I got motivated and psyched to train and climb was Chris Sharma. He's such, so. such an old-school G. Love, I know. Love awesome. him. Love him. Well, all right. For the rest of the Wolfpack, I am Noah Kaufman. I'm Ian Dory. And thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. On the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. So much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. and do the Wolfpack tour. I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. And I'm Ian Dory. From the Wolfpack Ninjas on American Ninja Warrior. We want to tell you a little bit about a great event that we're putting on to benefit the Children's Hospital of Colorado. We have a full-scale Ninja Warrior course for professional ninjas, but also for kids. We've got Megan Martin, Jesse Graff, Joe Moravsky, Jeff Britton, just to name a few. Come out April 29th and 30th to the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. With more than $30,000 cash and prizes. Check us out at Wolfpack Ninja Tour dot com.